Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic, here with my dog Lucy. Together we're interviewing cool, creative women entrepreneurs whose work is inspired by their dogs. Do you dream of working alongside your dog? Then sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. On this episode, I'm talking to a very creative woman who is using her experience in the fashion industry to create a brand for stylish dog moms. Her Instagram motto is twinning is winning, and that concept has helped her create a dedicated fan base to support the launch of her own line of dog accessories. Listen for advice on starting your own brand and becoming a social media influencer. Let's dive in. Maitri is the founder of Ari and M, a modern boho dog accessories brand for the stylish human and hound duo. She is also an Instagram influencer and blogger for Honey, I Dress the Pug, where along with dog-friendly travel and lifestyle, she also showcases fun twinning looks with her pug, Ari. She's an alumni of the Fashion Institute of Technology and has worked in the fashion industry for over 10 years in Mumbai, London, and New York. Hi, Maitri. Hey, Tori. How about you? I'm great. How are you? Good. Doing so, great. I have been plotting our friendship for like two years. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since I discovered your account. Because first of all, it just has the cutest name ever. So, Thank you so much. If you could just tell everyone how how you came up with the idea for your Instagram account, Honey, I Dress the Pug, and maybe explain like if you started on Instagram or you started with a blog, like how did you come up with it? Okay, so basically I had a personal Instagram account about three years ago and uh, I used to mostly post travel pictures, but then I started following a lot of dog accounts and I realized I saw all these cool dog clothes and accessories and then the stylist in me was like, you know, this would be like a great idea to do like a, a human and hound coordinated look. So uh, that's when the idea for Honey, I Dress the Pog was born, but uh, I didn't have a name. So I basically was working full time at that time. And so was my husband. So at work, I would keep thinking of names and emailing them to him. And I like sent him about 20, 30 names. He would keep shooting them down. So I couldn't start my account for like two months because I was just thinking of a good name. And finally, I came up with Honey, I Dress the Pulse. Even before I sent it to him, I was kind of convinced. And then he loved it too. So I was like, okay, so now it's time to start the account. And um, our very first photo was like a, a matching Christmas coordinated look. And after that, we kept doing like coordinated looks. Uh, we kept shooting. And a couple of times, just randomly, like we matched exactly like we're twinning. And our followers just loved it. And um, it was kind of challenging and exciting because we had to find the exact same prints or you know the same kind of colors so uh, it excited us we kept doing more of it and then eventually a uh, twinning is winning sort of became like the theme of our account and here we are like doing more of it and having fun it's it is it's just so fun and I have to say like I I talk about you to like everybody and I tell people <laughs> the name of your account and I've never met anyone who didn't just have like the greatest reaction to it it's just, <laughs> it makes you so happy and I and I love it because like I that's what I try to do with my Instagram is just like yeah, like yours happy. So fun. Yeah, mm -hmm. I love your photos. I love your pink door. Like that's like I love pink doors, and you actually have one. And like I keep looking at it, and I'm like, someday I need a pink door. Just go buy some paint and apologize later. <laughs> <laughs> Good idea. 
Um, well, so actually people can't see, I can see you cause we're chatting, um, over Skype, but so you have on this banana print shirt and Ari has a banana bandana and actually it's on your Instagram. So people can, people can go on your Instagram and see it. But yeah. so like, it must be, like, how did you find these two things? Like, did you make them both or how do you put together these twinning looks most of the time? So usually uh, I have my own brand as well. So sometimes I find something in my own brand, like I have some denim bandanas, which go really well with denim jackets and stuff. But a lot of times um, I have to actually research. So if I know that this season, uh, for example, polka dots are in, so then I'll find something for me, like somewhere like Zara, H&M, Topshop. These are like some of my go-to places. And then I know like, I know quite a few dog brands and I also keep looking out for new dog brands and there are so many good ones that keep coming coming up like every day. So a lot of research goes into it and then when you find that exact matching prints or colors, you're like bingo, you know, like, oh, here it is. It's just like so exciting. But uh, yeah, basically it's just I like a lot of research. Also because of my account, I network with a lot of brands or different accounts as well. Like other dog accounts also post images and tag brands. So that's how you find out about new brands. But uh, yeah, mainly it's just a different dog brand and a different human brand and just like bringing them together in like a twinning look. Yeah, and so, so sometimes it starts with your look and sometimes it starts with Ari's look and then like it just always works out. Yeah, most of the times I would say it starts with Ari's look because uh, I think it's more pet brands are more limited compared to human brands. So yeah. most of the times I'll go work that way around because uh, it's easier to get something from if like there is a polka dot sweater for Ari, I know that I will find something somewhere for me. Right. So yeah. <laughs> That's so awesome. So you you did mention that you have your own brand. So um, tell everyone a little bit about that. Um, did you ever think that you would have a dog accessories brand in your life? Um, and, and kind of what inspired you to follow through and do that? So uh, I never thought so. And only because of the fact that while growing up in Mumbai, I'm from Mumbai, India, and while growing up, we had a lot of street dogs and sort of we are raised in a way to think that you shouldn't touch them, which is kind of the case a lot of times because they can bite you, they're not vaccinated. So I was always afraid of dogs. I would like run away from them. Like I would just like if they are like, sometimes I, my mom would be worried that I might like come under a car because I'm running away from a dog. Oh. So I was that scared of dogs. So, uh, but uh, yeah, that was like, I was like, to that extreme but then I moved to uh, move to the US and uh, I just realized that dogs are pets and I started like uh, petting neighbors dogs and all of that and then that's how Ari came into our lives and uh, I was working in fashion uh, always like uh, and it was always a plan to start my own line or start off something on my own at some point uh, and then with Honey I Dress the Pug I realized that there's so much scope and growth opportunities in the fashion industry so I was like it's and it, the timing was also sort of right if not I, I would say I'm a couple of years late but even then there is a lot of scope even now so I thought it was a great way to combine my knowledge in fashion and my love for dogs also I get to be around Ari so that's like the perfect uh, incentive so yeah I never never ever uh, expected to uh, do this but I'm so glad that I'm doing it that is so awesome so you um you did kind of dream of having like a fashion line though but 
you yeah. didn't know it was going to be dog fashion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. I love that. I've always been really interested in fashion as well. And, um, and like you're talking about timing, I think like we're so lucky to just be doing what we are doing now because yeah. like our jobs are things that like didn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so many years ago or like when you, when you were growing up, like you, this wasn't even something that you could dream to do is to be exactly. an influencer and like a yeah. professional dog mom is yeah. basically yeah. what we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's so exciting. Like right place, right time and things just like fall in place. Yeah. So, so tell us um, what, what inspired you to move, um, to leave Mumbai? And was it, was it for work that, and you used to live in London. So tell us a little bit about like your journey and, and how you ended up in New York City where you are now. Uh, so basically I moved uh, after I got married to my husband. So uh, after marriage, I moved to New York. Uh, it was kind of a sudden change for me. And uh, I realized I was working in styling when I moved. And uh, I realized that fashion styling wouldn't be an option as a career for me anymore. So it was kind of uh, challenging to, uh, because uh, here you needed connections or I had to start ground up as an unpaid intern. And I was not willing to do that. So I went back to fashion school and got a degree from Fashion Institute of Technology. Uh, I had a lot of knowledge on the creative side of fashion, but I needed some on the business side. So my degree was in international trade and marketing for fashion industries. And that really helped me a lot. And then I uh, built a different career path here. I worked as a wholesale production coordinator. So um, I was mainly liaising with factories in China and ensuring that the production was going well, solving any problems that they had, uh, giving updates to the customers on how the production was going. So all of that. Uh, I did the same thing in London. So London basically had happened uh, through my husband's work but it was something that so we were just talking about traveling around Europe and um, we were like how many trips are we going to make to actually see Europe and then uh, there was an opportunity at his work and I was like let's just move so uh, Ari was one year old at that time and uh, we just decided to move for a few years the plan was to stay there for one and a half years turned out to be three and a half years which was great and uh, then, yeah, and then we moved back to New York. Oh, that's so cool. I didn't know that you started out in New York originally. Because um, when Yeah, a lot of people think that I'm originally from London and then I moved to New yeah, York. Yeah, exactly. Because I think everyone just knows your Instagram account. Yeah, which and, I started in London. And you yeah. started it in London, right. So, yeah. Like, so that's, yeah. As, that's as far back as we go, like in your history of your life. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. If it didn't happen on Instagram, then we don't. Yeah, did it? Did it happen? We don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so awesome. So, um, so did all of your experience doing like working with factories and all that kind of stuff? Is that helping you a lot with your brand? Like, what, what do you think is like the the one thing that um has helped you the most with the R and M brand? Honestly, I think it's. So in the fashion industry, I've worked in a lot of different things. Uh, in styling, I got experience in marketing, production, designing, all of that. And I think everything together is sort of helping me with my brand. I can't really say one thing because uh, it's everything. You know, how you sell your product, how you make your product, how you design it, or even how you style it. I think all of that knowledge sort of like helps you build a brand. So I think one of the most important things that made it easy for me was the fact that I could sew. So because I went 
went to design school i had the knowledge to make things so i it was easier to start because i could sew myself but even then it's not impossible even if you can't sew you just find someone who can do it for you if, if for me in fact it's becoming so busy that uh, with the influencer work and uh, the uh, orders that i get that i'm eventually planning to uh, get someone to sew for me but uh, yeah so i think that's something that helped me to start sooner than i could have yeah, so so I was wondering, so do you you sew all of the like collars and leashes and bandanas and the and the leash bags and everything yourself? Yeah, I do, yeah. Wow. As of now I do, yeah. And it's a lot of work. Yeah, I can imagine. Um so I've ordered from you. I have a little leash bag yeah. that clips yeah. on. Um yeah. and it's so awesome because it's big enough to hold your phone. Um and most of those little bags only hold hoop bags and that's it. Yeah. Um yeah. so I love your little bag, but Tell everyone, so I've, I've seen like your, your packaging and like your customer experience, like tell people a little bit about how, how you come up with that. Like what, um, what do you think is important if you're, if you're selling online to, you know, to show the customer like packaging wise or experience, or, like, do you write little notes to people, that mm -hmm. kind of stuff? Yeah. So I think, um, it's, it's the packaging and the marketing and all of these things that actually make a brand a brand, like that actually differentiates a product that's made in the house from an actual brand. So I think it's all these little details that are extremely important to uh, actually build a brand. So I think as much as you focus on the product, focus on the little details, like uh, get someone to do your packaging. Like in my case, I had a friend who could help me with it and uh, she designed my whole branding. So everything from the logo to the stamp that went on the box to the little stickers, it all sort of matched because it was all planned. It took months of uh, planning and, you know, back and forth because she's based in Mumbai so she would keep sending me some things we could not get right like I have this illustration of Ari and me and I somehow like and we both remember like how difficult it was because I just didn't think the girl looked like me so we went like back and forth on that and then eventually we got it right but um, yeah I think it's very important to do plan all of that as much as the product because then you become a brand right you don't become like someone who's just making something in the house like you actually actually become like a professional brand so I think uh, that's extremely important right now yeah so um so when you send things out you include like extra little things like stickers and yeah or a little like thank you card which is also like a cool little card which you can just like tape up on your wall or put it on like a little soft board or something yeah I love that and then do you um do you work really hard to try and get your customers to share images on social media or you know because I I see other people posting and tagging you and stuff so yeah um how do you like ask them to do that or does it just happen naturally so I always on my thank you note I always like add my Instagram account details which encourages them to like tag us but lot of my customers are also my followers from Honey I Rest the Park so they sort of like they don't uh, so like a lot of times it's like if you've bought something you've paid for it then you know you don't really have to tag the brand but because my followers like us so that's why they just like end up tagging us so I don't really have to work too hard on that uh, they like end up tagging us most of the times which is really nice of them that's awesome so like what it sounds like is like you spent so I'm guessing how long ago did you start honey I dress the pug like uh, December 2015 was when we posted so like 2016 2017 about 
two and a half, two three and years. Half years ago. Yeah. 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 So it sounds like you spent like almost two years then like building up your community and like you're yeah. still continuing to do that. Yeah. Um, before, before starting a brand and, or just, I mean, I guess it, that is a brand too, but before selling products. To yeah. People. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think that really important. helps. Yeah. Even with new pet brands, I've seen that they start their Instagram account a few months before they're actually going to start launch their product and like gain trust from people, gain followers. It really helps when you actually launch to have to have already done all that homework and to have like networked with people. I think it's a great way to launch. Yeah. And it's just, it's fun to um, just look at dog photos on Instagram all day. <laughs> yeah. So it's a, it's like pretty fun work to do I would say um so so we're talking a ton about about your brand and your and your physical products and stuff like that but also like a big part of your work is being an influencer um and working with brands and you do really creative campaigns like your images are just really awesome I love them um so tell people a little bit like if someone wanted to be an influencer someone just asked me yesterday what is an influencer um (laughs) so like maybe you could really quickly tell everyone what you think an influencer is and how they might get started doing something like that oh well I think the most important thing would be to find your own niche so uh to real to decide uh, what is it that you want to do whether you're a dog account travel account food account what is it that you really want to do and um, I think just start off with like creating good content because in the beginning when we started I actually like did not have any collaborations or anything you had like I had to spend money on buying clothes for Ari I had to spend money on like getting photos because I I'm not a photographer I don't have a background in photography but I learned over the years so now I take a lot of photos myself but I've like I, uh, my husband takes a lot of photos for us after we move from London. So I think getting a good photographer and all of that, like that's very important when you start. And uh, yeah, and then just start approaching brands. I think uh, that's a really great way. Like don't be uh, shy to approach a brand that you think will benefit from your followers because a micro-influencing is like a thing. And uh, I think I fall under that category where I have like this... Uh, uh, niche group of dog moms who follow me and like if someone wants to reach that group then they would approach me so I think find uh, your own niche and uh, decide what is it that you want to do yeah I love that and I like I love the term micro influencer because yeah I think that um like nowadays it's just like such a trend to to work with for brands to work with people who have like super specific niches that they target so like stylish dog moms um and and what's interesting too is I think I see I I see so many different opportunities to work with brands and sometimes they're not always pet brands or they're not like in the pet industry yeah Um, and and you do collaborations too with brands that Mm -hmm. are outside that are not necessarily pet products yeah so like how do you make that work like what can you maybe I don't know I hate to be like off the cuff here but think of an example um of of a brand that you worked with it was like oh how am I going to make this work (laughs) 
So honestly, I think when brands approach me, uh, like recently we worked with JC Penney and DSW, both which are not pet brands, and uh, but they've seen my work, and I have actually done a lot of stuff with shoes and Ari. So like I've done shots like that. I've also done shots with watches and Ari. So I think they've seen that sort of work, and they approach me because they want that. kind of a different cute image rather than a regular fashion blogger image so i always work with what i am comfortable with so uh, with dsw i brought my own twinning thing in which, which is something that we do the best mm-hmm. so i got a pair of denim shoes and put ari in a denim bandana and then we did sort of a twinning look which they loved so i think they approach me because my content would be different than what a regular fashion blogger would do so i think just like even if it's a human brand just give it your own twist just like stay true to the style of your account and so i would never ever do something where you know ari is not in the photo because my account is all about ari so i don't want to do that so somehow i just like try to um, make it stay true to our style and make it work but i think uh, a lot of experimenting you also like look at other influencers what they are doing there are a lot of creative accounts out there you can get inspired by them pinterest is a great source for inspiration and then that helps you find that shot that you think will work with the product and will still be true to your style. That's awesome. Yeah, and I think the number one thing is just being authentic. Um like if you've put all this effort, years of effort into yeah. building an audience of people who love what you do, you have to like do do that. Um yeah. even if you're getting paid for it, um I think that like there's a misconception maybe that if you're getting paid for something that you're kind of like a sellout um yeah. but i view like when i get paid for something mm-hmm. it actually gives me more freedom because um like i'll have the budget to maybe hire a better photographer yeah. or do some do something spend more time on it um if i'm yeah, getting paid yeah. for it so i can actually yeah. create cooler stuff that way yeah exactly and you know i mean you do two paid posts that's that gives you the freedom to do four creative posts that you want to do because you know at the end of the day this is a job and like we do need to make a living so i think there's nothing wrong with doing paid posts as long as you stay true to your style and offer something of value to your followers i think uh, yeah so like from the other from the other side of things like since you are an influencer and also a brand have yeah. you ever done paid posts with influencers for the R&M brand so it is on the cards but we haven't yet we haven't even done unpaid collaborations or just an exchange for products only because it's been so busy i make everything myself so i really don't have haven't had the chance to like just make things and send it out but it i but yeah as an influencer i know that that's a huge thing and i have to do it at some point but i will soon hopefully in a year or so when i have some help with you know sewing and someone making i will have a proper social media campaign where i work with influencers and you know do what i do for hania just the fuck and uh, yeah and i i know that that will really help the brand like in the pet industry like influencer marketing is what really works well so yeah. it's definitely on the cards yeah that's awesome well so we've we've been talking about business and everything for so long we haven't really talked that much about Ari who is like the most <laughs> important person <Yeah. laughs> um so tell us a little bit about Ari how how did you um meet him or come to have him in your life and how did you want a pug originally just tell us like your your like love story <laughs> <laughs> oh 
so uh, while uh, growing up in uh, mumbai uh, there was this uh, ad lot of indians actually from my generation would relate actually even now like they have the same ad it's been running since years it's for a phone brand and the mascot was a pug and it was about this little boy and a pug so i must be like maybe 13 or 14 when i saw that ad and i was like one day you know like i was just like the whole chemistry was just so cute so all those like afraid of dogs like pugs were like something special for me after seeing that ad and uh, when i moved and when eventually i warmed up to the idea of having a dog my husband always loved dogs and he wanted one so uh, i was like either pugs or a frenchie because i loved that flat nose thing back from when i was a kid so uh, and then i was talking to friends i was like oh i really want a dog i really want a dog and then this friend of mine sent me an ad for of a litter of pug puppies so we had to like uh, go check them out uh, uh, so this was very close to where we lived uh, it was in long island and we were in new york city at that time so we took the train and there were like eight little pug puppies like running around it's a dream <laughs> <laughs> and then i picked like the tiniest girl in the litter and then my husband is like no like if you pick the breed i'm going to pick the dog and i'm going to pick the name so i was like okay so he picked like the biggest dog in the litter so uh, this guy just like sat down by his feet he was the one he was like nipping his uh, siblings he was just like creating this chaos and was just running around <laughs> and my husband's like that's the one and then we went for puppy training after that and they're like that's exactly the dog you don't pick but <laughs> <laughs> but actually like i, I he is quite a character but i'm glad we picked him because you know he has this personality which really keeps us entertained and yeah that's how he came home he was one when we moved to london so um, he's uh, been with us like all the while he's uh, about 5 now so he and he was 7 weeks when he came home so Aww. and he's like such a city dog to go from like living in new york city to london and then back to yeah. new york <laughs> Yeah. He is such a city dog. So does he like yeah. running around in the grass too or does he prefer like pounding the pavement? He actually loves the grass. He can do zoomies in the grass. He loves sniffing. He'll just like now we are close to Central Park so that's something I have to make sure off because in London we have like all these green space around us so we're spoiled for choice. In New York there isn't that much so we decided to live close to Central Park so it wasn't such a big change for him after the move. He just loves playing in the grass, loves running around. Uh, there's off leash in Central Park before nine in the morning so he loves that as well. That's awesome. Do you have any other favorite dog friendly places in New York that you go to together? So honestly we haven't really explored New York that much from the time we moved first it was well, winter then it sounds then like you've been working really hard so you have an excuse and we've been traveling too so uh, but yeah we've like uh, explored a little bit and a couple of my favorites would be Boat Basin which is like a river facing bar which is up uh, there allow- so most places don't allow dogs inside where they serve right. food but uh, on the patio they do so Boat Basin is one of the options a pier i cafe is a good place the pier 17 which is a good place um you've been to dba which is something that we are yet to check out and but yeah. it's supposed to be very dog friendly yeah and D- dba is a bar in the east village and um 
it, this summer I co-hosted a dog mom event there with gals best friends and it's a it's so cool because you can actually take your dog you can walk through the bar and then there's a garden in the back but you can also just hang out with your dog in the bar so we were having this whole dog mom event in the back with like all these women and a lot of them brought their dogs but then you'd go into the bar to order a drink and there would just be people sitting on the benches with like dogs just sprawled out there's so many dogs there it's that's the just like London. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I have to go like after this I definitely maybe this weekend yeah definitely yeah definitely it's very fun well thank you so much for being on the show um could you tell everyone really quickly how what's the best way to find you online yeah we are on instagram we are at honey i dressed the pug and also at shop underscore re and m and uh, we also have a blog www.honeyidressthepug.com and uh, our online store is www.reandm.com Awesome. Um, thank you so much for having me. It was so great chatting with you. Yeah, it was really great. Um, we've we've been friends on Instagram, I think, for so yeah, long, but we've never be, actually yeah. spoken. So this yeah, was really yeah. fun. This was really nice. Yeah, we should do it more often yeah, offline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. You can fetch show notes for this episode at wearwagrepeat.com. If you like what you hear, please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And until next time, Lucy and I will see you around the dog park.